Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Go. Go. What the F is going on? Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast, the free agency Patriots Spendapalooza episode. I'm Sean here with JJ and Ryan. Hello. What's up? What in the world is going I was watching an uh, interview with Rich Eisen, and he goes, so, so tell me, Bill Belichick's drunk, right? Tell me he's drunk. Huh. <laughs> it's it so funny because I would just like, oh, my goodness, just watching the feed come in. Are you kidding me? How are they signing everybody? Crazy. Absolute craziness. I mean, we had a lot of cap space. They're, they're making all these huge splashes, big deals, two top tight ends, top defender. We'll go over all of them. And they're, they're backloading a lot of the deals so that the cap space isn't really taking up a ton of room this year. So they still have a ton of cap space. We're going to get to all It's crazy. Madness. And not only did they sign a ton of guys and spend a ton of money, but they did it in a way where, I mean, they could have held off on some of these signings and announced them later on. They did it so it was in your face. Deliberately. Like, we're not going anywhere. Very deliberate. Um, yeah. We're back. You know, we could, we could talk about that. But um, there's, there's so much to go through because just, I mean, it's going to take us like 10 minutes just to talk about the individual players that they signed. Right. It was, and it yeah. was from like the very opening, I think uh, the, the opening moment of the legal tampering period, they signed Johnu Smith within like two minutes. I mean, yeah. it was right yeah, it was instant. Away. <laughs> it, was the first, it was the first piece of news, I think, to come out. <laughs> like, oh, Patriots got Johnu Smith. They're like, wow. And then to start the next day, the first piece of news was Hunter Henry's on the Patriots. And it's like, oh, we were hoping they were going to sign one of these tight ends. And I, I got on this podcast talking about Kyle Rudolph. Oh, my goodness, he'd be such a good culture guy. They signed the two best tight ends on the market. Yeah. They're both going yeah, right. to 28 yeah. to start next season. 26. 26. Yeah, yeah. John o. Smith's a baby. I think he's 25 right now. Yeah. Um, that one, I think, was the, the craziest one because we had signed John o. Smith, and we were thinking, oh, it's, that's great. We got a tight end. We got two of the younger kids. Maybe they develop a little bit. We got three – We'll have three tight ends on the roster. Then you wake up the next day and they sign the actual number one free agent available, another tight end. So it's almost like they want to go back to having two really good tight ends again. And I mean, they could kind of go the direction that Baltimore is with with all those big bodies. Yep. It's, yep. it's crazy. It's a lot of money to spend. I think 56. No. Uh, yeah. 56 of it is guaranteed um, for the two players. Smith. Right. Combined. Uh, yeah. John o. Smith, four years, fifty million. Hunter Henry, three years, thirty-seven point five million. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, and it's been a whirlwind too because we haven't even reported yet. We got Cam Newton back on a one-year, was a fourteen million dollar total deal, right? Thirteen point six up, up to. to okay, right. up to thirteen point six, and everyone we were pissed. Yeah. Everyone was bullshit, and then all of a sudden it's John o. Smith, and then. Uh, yeah, all these Judon, one of the you know biggest defender, one of the biggest defenders on the market, and all these other guys, one after another, and it's like, all right, well now we've got a team, we got a pretty good yeah. team. I'm going through the depth chart of what we got now. We haven't even had the draft, and it's like this is a pretty good fucking team talent wise outside of quarterback, which is a big if. Yeah, but it's, you know it gives you some breathing room. Yeah, it, the quarterback is obviously the biggest if, and we'll circle back to that. But 
what they've been doing, we, we've been talking about this since, like, September of last year. This team has no – just the talent level in this team was so poor where it's like, oh, my goodness, we can't stop the run. We can't get open on offense. We can't throw the ball. We can't right. – we're one injury away from cataclysm on the <laughs> offensive line. And, yeah, yeah. And then they, they're addressing everything. I mean, we, we trade for Trent Brown. Marcus Cannon goes out the door where Trent Brown magically is still in his mid-20s. I mean, yeah, that's a young insane. guy. Who knew yeah. that? Marcus Cannon's into his 30s, a guy that's at the end of his career. Uh, they create the cap space to, to carry in Trent Brown by moving Cannon out. And then defensively, we're so worried. I was so worried about defending the run. They sign multiple defensive linemen. Carl Davis comes back. Henry Anderson moves over from the Jets. He was uh, supposedly the number five player, according to PFF, in run-stop percentage. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Right? I didn't crazy. know that. I asked my friends on the Jets how he was, and they said he sucked. But their whole team sucked. So how could what are they going to say? How could you pick exactly. him Exactly. <laughs> and then He's they, they number five-ranked run defender. For That's run-stop real. percentage. You know how they, they could just sift through? Like, if you have 100 categories you just sift through oh where does he rank top 10 in any of these and then that's right. when you promote so who knows but it's a small deal they bring in Godshaw from from uh miami they re-signed dietrich wise we have a base for the defensive line i want to talk further when, when we talk about future targets does lawrence guy come back but uh what do you think of Godshaw? i i haven't seen any film on him i don't know oh, I they don't gave really him know. money though they like him they must really like him they gave him money uh and then you know, you bring in Jalen Mills on the back end, and he seems like a Swiss Army knife. Seems like Ryan had a lot of good yeah. things to say about him after coming out of LSU. Jalen Mills, a few years up and down in Philadelphia. I like him as a as a Belichick player. I, I, they gave him kind of a lot of money. Wasn't expecting that. Four years, twenty four. Um, that seems like a lot for him. He is a Swiss Army knife. Basically, super versatile player. Can play corner. Played corner in college. Uh, the Eagles moved him at safety, and he's. He gets in there. You know what I mean? That's that's what I like about him. He's aggressive, a okay. lot of spear tackling, you know, not a big guy, not as far as like, not a big tackler as far as wrapping up, but he gets in there, he gets involved, he gets his nose dirty, and I think Belichick loves him. He's he's definitely a locker room guy. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Good. What you want. You Good. want a guy with juice, adds to the defensive backfields. I totally skipped over Matthew Judon. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Judon, though. It's overwhelming. Beast. It's just so many. There's, There's so many, many. Too many things to keep up on. And I was seeing some of the, the contracts come in. What The way that I viewed, and, and we, we went over this a lot last season, stopping the run and particularly setting the edge defensive huge problem for the Pats. Yep. And they just had, you know, Chase Winovich barely played because he had inability to set the edge. Could not stop the run moving outside. Where Matthew Judon comes in at 260, 265. That's not 275. He's yeah, a big boy. He's, he's a big dude. Where he's he's built the same way that Dante Hightower, where he he's mm-hmm. going to be able to play on the edge and nobody's getting outside of him. And I know the sack numbers aren't there, and people want uh, Carl Lawson, somebody that's a more pure pass rusher. But from what Belichick wanted to do, he wanted to be like, we're we're going to condense everything. We're going to funnel it into our big fatties inside. And then when it's passing downs, we got one of it. We have Uche. You sub those guys in, and they pin their ear back. And run at the passer. Yeah, I could I could see some uh, some sets where they play Judon with those guys too. I think he's absolutely he's got that versatility. Uh, you could you could play him on the edge. You could play him as a down lineman. Um, you could move Uche around. 
you have you at least you have the options now. Whereas before you, you know, you got stuck putting Winovich in those situations on running downs. And yeah, you know, early in the season, how many times will we say, why isn't Winovich in there? Well, you know, there's your yeah, answer. Exactly. I, I mean, I think you know, on the defensive front seven, there are a couple pieces still that they got to figure out. But he is, he definitely uh, relieves a lot of the, the issues that they had there, like you said, especially with setting the run. It's like, if you can't, you know, that's, that's a Bill Belichick defense. The defensive end has to set the run, and that's not what a lot of guys do. And that's pretty much what he can do. And he's played uh, standing up a lot, too. So, you know, consistent stack, sack numbers since he entered the league. Nothing crazy, no, you know, not, no double digits, but, you know, I think more of a run player. He's definitely going to come big up in the run. So. Yeah, but he, he plays. I didn't I didn't want to make it sound like he doesn't he can't rush the passer. He's he's a piece in the pass rush. Whereas right. he's he's not the centerpiece. But if you put I mean if you're putting out there Dante Hightower, Matt Judon, Chase Winovich, Josh Uche, and then a defensive tackle, and you're going to send four or five guys to the quarterback, that's that's an issue for the other team. Yeah, that that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a lot. A lot. Of pass rush pass pass rush potential right there. Uh, so defensively, I think they have the makings of a tremendous. I think there's still a few pieces. I think they need another D tackle. Lawrence guy's still sitting out there. I don't know what what you know what he's waiting on or if he's looking around. We know Adam Butler just got signed. Um, I think they need. You know, it depends on how some of those young guys, Uche, especially Afrini Jennings, how they uh, you know come out if they can play linebacker. It might need another linebacker. It might need another D tackle. But overall, already better. We don't know what's going to happen with Stephon Gilmore. You know, J.C. Jackson. Yeah. 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 We'll get more into those guys in a little bit. But offensively, I mean, th- this team is night and day different offensively night, than, yeah. than it was a week ago, right? Wildly yeah. different. We didn't even mention Nelson Aguilar. No one said his name. Kendrick yeah, Bourne. Yeah, or Bourne. Kendrick Bourne, yeah. What do you think about him? I mean, he didn't get a lot of money this year. He didn't get a, a big cap hit, and he's got a lot of incentives in his deal. His deal, actually, it was reported at 22.5 over 3. We should just preface this for for anybody those what gets reported is the max number that these people can can earn people being yeah. the players right uh, right <clears throat> where Kendrick Bourne is a perfect example he was reported at three years 22.5 million where the deal is actually three years 15 million where he could earn up to 22.5 if he hits every single one of his incentives okay and the 15 million is not even the guaranteed money 15 million includes all the base salary that's not guaranteed his guarantees are even smaller than that where his his salary uh, the way that he counts against the cap in the 2021 season is only like 3.1 million. Right. So he's it gets reported out there like it's this big number and Aguilar is similar, but he act, he's actually making some decent money because he's only got the yeah, two-year deal. Good money. Yeah. Uh, but it, it works out to be way smaller. And this is what they did with everybody they signed is they have almost universally, they all have $1 million salary this season where they right. understand that the cap is shrunk and that they can't that the best way to fit as much talent as possible underneath the cap is by doing these $1 million salaries, giving the players a big signing bonus so they have a, a bunch of money in their pocket, but the cap number is way smaller, so they spread that signing bonus cap number out along the length of the contract. And that's how you could collect all this talent and still, according to some estimates, have 20 to $30 million in cap space after they've signed like half the free agent class. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the receiver group. The board. I mean, like... Yeah. Hunter Henry, who I thought, given a three-year deal, 
was going to have a big cap number this season at 12.5 average annual salary. Uh, no, his cap number is like 6.5 million. It's right. Like shrinkingly small. I think John o. Smith is below 6 million in terms of the cap number in 2021. They're just fitting all these guys in. They're getting them on multi-year deals. So they're just building the talent base of the team and they're, they're being able to fit them in while the, the cap number is low comparatively. So the rest of the mm-hmm. league can't outbid them. But then as the cap grows, so do these cap numbers. So right. we yeah, can it's really players underneath. They're really hoping that uh, next year, well, they're even fine that next year and the year after the cap normalizes and they can fit it all there. So should work based on how they're doing it. They've got, they've got to figure it out. Do you have uh, more info on the Aguilar deal? Because that's the one that stood out to me is like two years, 26 million. You're paying him $13 million a year. Like, don't get me wrong. I like him. I like him as a receiver. I don't know that he's a $13 million a year receiver. And right. We talked about what's in those contracts, and that's the max he can make. But that seems like an overpay to me. And, I mean, Kedrick Bourne, I like. I know he went to, like, a, a nothing school. Um, ran one of the – I remember him in the combine. He ran, like, one of the slowest times. And, but he but he also ran, like, the fastest time in the three-cone drill. So it was like, oh, okay, quick. this kid's – Yeah, he's not fast. He's quick. And you, and you can see him for the 49ers. He knows how to get open. Um I think that these two are good, solid, dependable receivers. Definitely helps the receiving core, but I think you might have overpaid a little bit. And um, I am curious to to what Aguilar's deal does next year, especially. Yeah, I mean, I think the overpaying on Aguilar is um, really going to be determined based on what these other big receivers get because none of them have really been signed. He's the biggest guy to get signed so far, and he was you know, probably in the top five out there. He's not the top guy. Galladay still has to get signed. Juju Smith-Schuster is still, still sitting out there. I mean, you've seen other pieces fall that are like on one-year deals. I know um, A.J. Green went to the Cardinals. So it's like tough to gauge. It's like, did the Patriots overpay if, you know, Galladay comes in only at like a mil more than him or something? It's like, oh, yeah. But if, say, Galladay comes in with a huge deal, it's like, okay. So it's, it's weird that they jumped on that one so quick. Because we kept hearing reports, right, that they're like, the Patriots are going to get a receiver. Patriots are going to get a receiver. It's going to be, at least, you know, arguably a number one guy. They're getting somebody. We heard Curtis Samuel around there. And then we got Aguilar, which obviously all of us were a little surprised by. So it's, it's, it was interesting how they jumped. They, they wanted to get these deals done. Like you said, they wanted them all done quick. They wanted to be like, God, you know, come here. Everyone, we, you know, it's good to play here. Kind of resetting their perception of the, in the league. Like, oh, yeah, we'll pay you. Come on over here. You got plenty so, of money to spend. <laughs> it sounds like Aguilar has a base of eleven million both years and a two million dollar incentive for both years. Um, also, I just want to mention that uh, what's his name, uh, Corey Davis, had a pretty comparable deal. Three years, thirty-seven and a half. He went to the Jets. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when you're looking at Aguilar's really? deal, it's it. Oh, that's good. I'd say they're comparable. Aguilar's deal isn't actually two for 26. That's the max with the incentive is two for 22, given the, the sign, all the bonuses plus the, the salary. And his his cap hit in 2021 is only $7 million. So it's, it's okay. more so reasonable. Okay. It's actually a little bit lower than A.J. Green. Uh, but, yeah, if you're asking who would I rather have, Corey Davis or Nelson Aguilar, uh, that's a, I mean, that's a pretty close question. I would say that's very comparable. I don't know. I wouldn't know who to take. Different types of receivers where Corey Davis is a bigger guy. 
who has drop issues. I mean, they both have. But I think they, they brought in Aguilar because they wanted a guy who could get downfield. He had yeah. Yeah. averaged 18 yards per catch last season, where Kendrick Bourne's a very different receiver. I view him a lot like Brandon LaFell. And okay. yeah. I thought he always stuck out to me with the Niners. It was like, how who, this guy's catching slants all the time. I've never heard of this. Right. He went to yeah. like Eastern Washington or something crazy. Um, Aguilar feels like more of just, just deep threat. Like, just run goes. He, he, he just runs goes, right? I mean, like, every time you watch him, it's just like, he's not doing anything underneath, really. You know what no, I mean? They're throwing, they're off, throwing no. him bombs. So it makes me curious as to who's going to play quarterback because we don't really do that. <laughs> uh, right? I mean, it's going to be an interesting wide receiver group this year. And, you know, Jules is still there under contract. We don't know what's going on with him. I mean, he could be there in some role. Uh, you got Aguilar Al- now. I have trouble with that one. <laughs> It's a tough Kendrick Myers. Bourne, you still got Nikhil Harry, which we're hearing, you know, rumors swirl that he might get traded. He might be on the block. We don't know. You got Myers, like you said. I mean, he played great last year. I think he could easily be a number three or a great number four. You've got old Nooski who started coming over oh, at the ever. Oh, my God. Old, old Nooski. I, I, there's no N in there, <laughs> but there's one. no CH in there either. So I don't know what the hell's going on with those names. And then uh, you got Marquise Lee coming back, too, you know. Oh, yeah. Is, is he actually coming I mean, back? To... He's on the depth chart. I don't know what that means, if that if that's updated or anything, but the current depth chart, he's there. Yeah, he opted I mean, out. He's opting back in. Okay, so he's in. And then tight end, you can still make space, too, because you know Ryan Izzo's – he's not making crap, but Matt Lacoste is probably getting cut, right? There's a couple million. Didn't he sign he's a deal got for to, $3 yeah. Million yeah, but when you, you factor in uh, the top 51 rule, then it, it really doesn't buy you that much cap space. Okay. I guess just, just to go over that in a brief overview, the for the salary cap during the offseason, you only count the salaries of the top 51 guys on the roster because they'll, they'll build this roster out to, like, 90 people. Uh, and so if you cut somebody from the top 51, it, like, moves somebody up that list. So you only save against the cap the difference between those two players. Does that oh, make okay, sense? I gotcha, gotcha. So mm-hmm. he's making so little that the next closest guy is probably right. making so, comparable. Yeah. So if he's making one point one and he's got a hundred thousand in dead cap, and the next guy's making nine hundred, then you only save. Gotcha, gotcha. But he's making a few mil. He is. Yeah. But I think still, I get, save, I get what you're saying. They could save like half a mil or up to a mil, but yeah, he's another guy that that uh, didn't play for the, could definitely, they have the two guys on rookie contracts who have guarantees built into them, Dalton Keenan and Devin Asiasi, and then obviously they just signed the dudes, so you're not going to carry like five, six. Right. Uh, one thing that, that struck me a lot about the deals is yes, they're big money, and yes, they are front-loaded, or I mean, they're, they're front-loaded with cash, but back-loaded into cap, but also the way the people that they targeted are all like mid, mid-20s. They're all like yeah, they're all younger guys. Yeah. Yep. Where they're gonna live here for the length of the deal, most likely. Uh, yeah. And absolutely. I don't know why. I think it's just from being a Patriots fan for so long, where they've been targeting those those guys on who are like 31 years old, and it's like, let me let me get your last legs out. And right. I, I just thought we we're gonna go after these like defensive tackles, and meanwhile they're like, no, this 25 year old dude is already developed. He's got a floor. We can develop him further in our system, grow grow him, get more value out of him, and then he's not going to fall off a cliff at 27. Right. John Smith right. is not going to be a terrible player at 27. He's going to yeah. be he's going to be good both uh, both years of the, like the first year where the major guaranteed money is paid out. So it's like 
they're they're just elevating the floor on this roster all over the place. I feel like in the past we've gotten the player that's almost like the ring chaser. You know what I mean? The guy that that's will come here for a discount to play with Tom yeah. Brady and, yeah, and, and get a chance to win a Super Bowl. Where this feels like that's not in the cards for us right now, unless something major changes at quarterback. And we finally have the money to go out and get the player that, that we can build around, um, whether that's an admission of missing in the draft or whatever, it doesn't matter. We need to bring in guys that we can build around for the future. And we don't have a lot of those guys on our roster. So, yep. I mean, you could do it in the draft. You could do it in free agency or trades. But, you know, some kind of combination of those is the way to go. Sustainable, young talent. Yeah. I mean, all in all, this team has gotten way more talented. I think that's something the whole league agrees upon now. It's like, oh, boy, the Patriots, they're not fucking around, you know. They'll, they'll cut a lot of heat the last, last month or two, last few months, really. And, uh, you know. Shows that, that he heard the noise a little bit and was like, okay. He started throwing around Bob Oldcraft's wallet like no tomorrow. Pretty good. <laughs> Still, plenty of cap room left, too. Still cap room left. I mean, they are they're they came in with their guns loaded on this one. They knew what they had a plan. You know, we were all worried. that Once we saw Cam Newton, I mean, we, you can't lie. Once we saw Cam Newton signing, we all thought, oh, my God, there's no plan. We're going to go into the season with the same team. It's going to be trash, no talent with Cam Newton throwing – chucking the ball at the ground and now it's like okay we got some serious weapons arguably the test best tight end league best tight end room in the league right now we went from worst to first yep yeah i mean we I, i'm still gonna put darren waller george kittle travis kelsey above oh, of better tight ends but like just overall best most depth in the room most yeah. talent two guys all yeah. together That's you got true. that and two two rookies you know two second year players take it high too yeah, I, yeah. Now is probably a good time to talk about quarterbacks. So Cam Newton comes back. It was initially reported as a one-year, $14 million deal. It turns out his cap hit is closer to $4.9 million. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with the top 51, it comes back to like $4.1 million for adding him to the team. That happens before free agency. I think that, that laid a foundation to some extent to give some of these guys confidence that, hey, it's not going to be Jared Stidham at quarterback. We at least know it's going to be Cam Newton or better at quarterback yeah. and the options out there are limited. You know, Russ, Russell Wilson is not being traded to the Patriots. He already said he doesn't want to come here. Deshaun Watson. I think Nick Casario would have a hard time selling that to his boss. Hey, I'm yeah. going to give our best player to our, to my old employer. That's a tough call. And then there's the draft and there's not that many free agency guys. No, yeah, I, I mean, am not, I'm not giving up hope. On Deshaun Watson, till <laughs> till you tell me that thing is totally dead. It's I'm, pretty I'm, much it's dead, Ryan. But you can so you can, you can believe you can yeah you you can believe in the uh, tooth fairy if you'd like to. That's fine. But um, the the only thing I can see coming out of the Deshaun Watson situation is he's traded to somewhere where they have somebody that the Patriots would snag. And the one the scenario I keep hearing about is the 49ers. Somehow the 49ers trade for him. Or something, and then Jimmy G becomes expendable for them, and they trade him to us. I, I don't find either scenario extremely like, likely at this point. I mean, maybe you get Jimmy G through some way. We have enough cap space still where we could probably make it happen. Um, I'm feeling like it's the draft. Uh, I think we're getting they're still getting somebody else because they were there's a report out there that they um, Jacoby Brissett wanted to come back and inquired about coming back to the Patriots. 
mm-hmm. the Patriots told him that no, they had they were going in another direction at quarterback. Meaning, no, sounds like something else. Is that direction Cam? All right, is that so, direction Cam or no? But I, I don't think so. I think they go. I would like to get Minshew. Minshew's sitting out there for nothing. He's cheap, cheap Minshew. money, dude. He can throw the ball. He had shit, I, shit coaching and probably the worst coaching you can have over down there in Jacksonville. The kid can throw the ball. He's somewhat accurate. Now he's got a ton of weapons. He really didn't have any weapons down there. I know he sucked, but like I think there's something there. There's there's a coachable aspect that it can at least it'll be he can throw better than Cam. A lot better. I mean, look, there's there's like I could think of like eighty guys that can throw better than Cam right now. You know what I mean? You could get off the waiver wire that can actually throw football better than Cam. Now, as far as if these guys all came here because they they could play with Cam. I don't know if they watched football last year um, or if if they're just living. You know, Cam's got a good reputation still. I'll give him that. And he's a, he seems like a good guy. I, I don't, does, yeah. you know, I don't want to take anything away from him. But he's if he's your starting quarterback, I don't care how much of these guys you add. You're you're, you're not going to win anything. I'd be surprised if you won nine games with this team. I you know, I think you'd win nine, nine with him. I mean, that's. That's still being pretty optimistic, but, I, feel, I mean, you know, and yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, he lost single-handedly what, like three games himself with the ball in his hands in the last play. Yeah, yeah, it could have been worse. Four than games that too. There so, were games where we got trounced. By the 49ers game stands out. The Broncos game stands out. Um, just Rams absolutely game to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, the Rams just absolutely game, just no chance. A terrible display of quarterbacking. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many games you could point to that if we just had. An average quarterback, a Jimmy G, a Gardner Minshew, someone like that. I mean, we could have been a playoff team last year. Yeah. And, you know, you can't change the past. I don't, I'm not particularly crazy about any of the quarterbacks that will be there at 15. I would love to see us trade up. Being, we know that. That's how aggressive we're being. I wouldn't be shocked by that. You're right. It would, it would definitely hold suit to what the pattern they've been going right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I, the goal is, we could probably all agree on this, to win the Super Bowl. So you need a quarterback that could get you to that point. Right. And you can get there with mediocre, above mediocre quarterback play. I mean, we've seen Nick Foles and Jared Goff get to Super Bowls, Nick Foles being a guy that won that. Gardner Minshew, for me, is not that level. Oh, he's, he's that level. You're not Bring getting, him on in. You're not getting to a Super Bowl with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. You're probably, unless Cam Newton is able to reverse time you're not getting to Super Bowl with Cam Newton either oh. but at four million five million against the cap he's a guy that sets the floor as we're a seven and nine team and the team is way better now and you talked about it he fumbled away a bunch of games or a couple games were lost because he fumbled them whatever I'm, th- I'm just I'm set on that Bills game damn it that yeah. fumble where yeah, that was oh, yeah. we had no business being in the Seahawks game earlier in the season and being within one yard of winning. Uh, probably shouldn't have beat the Cardinals. So th- that team last year could have easily been 5-11. and 11. Uh, But I think with the way it's currently constructed, and if Cam plays exactly the same way he did last year, they're probably 8-8, eight and 9-7. Eight, and seven. Yeah. yeah, I agree. If he improves, yeah, I think that's, if he improves that's they get into the playoffs. But he would really need to turn back the clock for them to be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, I, I mean, agree, maybe man. he could I mean, get you to the playoffs, maybe. But I don't think you're going to win much. It's going to be tough. He missed yeah, those. Got to turn it around big time. What did he struggle with last year? What, what did Throwing. he struggle with the most? Yeah, but what kind of throws? Short throws. throws. Just, left flat and throws down. The field. short throws. Yeah, the short throws, right? The easy throws. Which so you is got these two guys. tight ends that'll, yeah, you got him two tight ends that'll be open in those exact same spots. What's it? 
who's to say he's not going to chuck it into the pebbles every time? Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like he didn't like throwing. He can't really throw down the seam for you know at all. Yeah, and that's what these tight ends do is they they run down the seam. When you initially hear the money for Cam and you think what thirteen million, you think oh shit, we're going with Cam, we're running this back. But when you look closer, five point one. I mean, this agent is a is a is a prankster. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pro Bowl and MVP bonuses in there. I mean, I bet you he wrote those things down. He was laughing, but Super Bowl too, Super Bowl, Super Bowl yeah. MVP, like all these things. I mean, when you look closer at the numbers, it, it kind of says that they're not they're not gonna. You know, they're not committed to him being the starter, I guess is what right. I would say. Exactly. Yeah. And given the, the quarterbacks that were available on the free agent market, it was slim picking. Like, we don't want Andy Dalton. Is he any different no. for us from a winning perspective than, than Cam Newton? No. Ryan Fitzpatrick, same thing. Dak Prescott got taken off the market. He was the only guy that, that could have been uh, a game changer on the free agency market. Everything else is trade or draft. Yeah. So... Some people are asking for trades, allegedly. Russell Wilson, uh, allegedly. Deshaun Watson, definitively. Other people might be made available by the trade of those guys. Look yeah. at uh, Sam Darnold, Tua Tungavailoa, Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo. Those guys might become available. But other than that, it's the draft. And so we're all probably in agreement. They're going to take a quarterback. It's just a question of... Is it a first-round quarterback? Do they trade up in the first round? Do they take them in the fourth round the way that they love to take quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, second round, third round, who knows? That's that's all, all we know. They don't pick till the sixth quarterback, well, which would be terrible. All that stuff's fine with me, but you don't control your destiny. You don't control the guy you get, especially in the draft. You know, you have to move up to a certain spot yeah. um, to get, like, a shot at a Trey Lance. You might not even get Mac Jones at 15, the way people are talking him up. Um, I mean... Justin Fields, you'd really have to get some luck. Some of these guys picking in front of us, they don't have shit. Um, Denver, uh, yeah. quarterback. I mean, Washington at quarterback. Jacksonville definitely is taking a quarterback. The Jets, uh, who, are they sold on Sam Darnold? The Panthers, are they sold on Bridgewater? Like, there's there's so many ifs in front well, of us. There's that... a report today that the uh, Panthers are willing to go all out to get, um, what's his name? Deshaun Watson. Wilson? Deshaun yeah. Watson? Hey, that yeah. frees up Bridgewater, man. Uh, I mean, unless they trade Bridgewater for him, but I don't think we'd get it with Cam. I don't know if we'd get Bridgewater too. They're it so seems similar, like and they're like, plan, it's, it's not a big upgrade. Well, it looks like it. They, they're doing so much. They got to do something. You're right. I mean, I would say I don't think they're going to do it, but all sides point to them right now that they're going to move up in the draft, try to move great. those pieces around and get somebody. Get Zach Wilson in here. <laughs> That'd so. be a big move up. I wouldn't That'd consider be awesome. that one. You know, what I was thinking about is the uh, when teams move up to get a quarterback, it, it typically takes a ton of draft capital to do that. Like when uh, Houston moved up to get Deshaun Watson, it took like two firsts and a second or something like that. But then I was thinking back to when Atlanta traded up to get Julio Jones. It was just two firsts, and their initial first was in the 20s. And I was like, really? I wish I could go back to that and be like, yeah, let me get in the top six. For two first, the one of them being in the twenties. And right. don't forget, we just we just moved up. We got a, a compensatory, uh, compensatory pick for Brady, and we traded Cannon to move up. I think thirteen picks in each the third, fourth, and fifth round. Is that right? Third, it was fourth, 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 fifth, sixth, four, five, six. fourth, fifth, sixth. Okay, so I mean that's I guess that's about a a round worth of value there. Um, we do I have mean, some that's... assets, you know. 
Yeah, we got some. I mean, and Bell's willing to trade stuff. He always trades second rounders next year and shit like that, and third rounders. He'll move around. He loves moving around. It's just yeah. a matter of where he's going to move. The the quarterback room is not fit. Somebody will be added to it, most likely through the draft, from my perspective. Stidham is done. Stidham is going to be on the roster. On the roster? On the roster. Resign yourself. You think he's going to make it Make it on the roster? Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. No way. They're going to carry think three quarterbacks. They'll carry Definitely. three quarterbacks. I think they're going to carry three guys. Yeah. I think they're going to bring another veteran in or sign two rookies and cut him. He sucks, dude. There's nothing. There's nowhere to go with him. What are, what are you going to get out of him? I'm not a Jared Stidham truther. He is the way that he performs under pressure is abominable. Uh, but <laughs> it's just he's going to be on the roster. I'm telling you right now. I don't know why you think. I don't think so. I think that he's done. They he's, like him. No, they don't. They like him. They have. There's zero evidence that they like him at this point. They hate him. I have to they agree carried, with JJ. Isn't they it? carried him as the starting quarterback until June last year. Yeah, because they thought there was something, and clearly they realized that they made a huge fucking miscalculation. Okay. And we're like, okay. Either and then it can. And then he complete continued last season to pile on, like shovel full after shovel full onto himself of how bad he is. And they're like, okay, we're getting rid of it. They just. They're waiting for the chips to fall right now their way, and he is done. He is gone at some point. I will be well, stunned if he's here. Most most teams <laughs> carry three three quarterbacks. I'd be surprised if they dropped him in favor of who? Who's the other exactly. guy they have there? I'm I don't saying, know. I'm saying Someone. he will be the third quarterback on the. No, I, I understand that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I get though you're saying he's the third guy. I I just think there'll be a different third guy. Is what I'm saying. Or I'm sorry. Be. I'd play him over. I'd play him over fucking another year of that garbage. You know what I mean? Watching <laughs> Cam Newton. I don't care how bad he is. I I would rather see someone that can actually throw the I'd ball. I'd probably agree there. with that. I'd probably you unless know? Cam like shows that he can throw the ball again somehow. Blow my yeah. brains out boring watching Cam Newton <laughs> play last year. I was listening to somebody talk about the Bears quarterback situation. We'll get back to the Patriots in a sec, the small divulgence. But uh they they pick up Andy Dalton and it's like Bears fans have been watching the most boring version of football. In the NFL for, for, for generations, <laughs> <laughs> where it's just it's great defense, so you can't even see the fireworks on the other team's offense, and then your own offense is like, oh, it's third and four. Too bad we can't convert this. And like, Poor yeah. Allen Robinson. That's what brutal, they- dude. Brutal. I mean, what's going on with Mitch? Is he just chilling out there? He's yeah, he's out. He's out and chilling. He's out. We got this guy named Jake DeLagala. Six seven two forty two. Guy's probably got a fucking cannon. He's he's gonna make it over. Goddamn Stidham. <laughs> he's just going by his height, dude. I I fucking love it. Oh yeah, six seven. He's already got something over Stidham. Stidham's he's got probably got a cannon. Nothing. Let's get him in there. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love it. Let's sign Sean Mannion. Another from Centcon. What is that? Central Connecticut State. Oh yeah. Hard no. I'm also curious about whether we even go quarterback in the draft because we might have a hole at corner now. Right, you bring up the, the uncertainty of cornerback. So we have we currently on the roster Stephon Gilmore, who has been trade rumored about. Jonathan Jones is locked up for a multi-year contract. Hmm. Uh, Joan Williams is a young guy. Jason McCourty is a free agent. And then just today, they the Patriots put a second-round tender on J.C. Jackson. Hmm. And he's a guy that I think he had like nine interceptions last year, second in the NFL. Yeah. That's two years in a row he's been, like, up there as far as the, uh, the league leaders. He's just got a knack for 
for making interceptions. Oh, yeah, make plays. Um, I mean, you can say what you want about him in coverage. I still think he's really good. I'm. I'd be surprised if someone didn't match that and and give him a first a first round because they could offer him right a first round uh, grade, I guess, or, or or the value. Well, what what other teams would do is they would have to sign him to an offer sheet, which is basically a contract. And right, and then, then you have to match the contract. Whatever they want. Whatever they want, yeah. And right. then the Patriots have the option to either match that contract and the same exact uh, details of it, or they could accept a second-round pick in return for J.C. going to that team and taking that contract. That's why where the second-round tender comes from. Mm-hmm. And the way that, that I was thinking about this was the – I didn't think about this beforehand, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, that makes sense, where – other teams, there's not that many teams that have a lot of salary cap space this season. So it's like the only teams that could really give him a, a big-time offer are the Jets, the Jaguars, some of these teams who are picking right at the top of the second round. So right. we would have the option to be like, okay, I'll take the 34th pick overall. Like that sounds like a pretty good a I pretty see. Good comeback I think value. he's – I yeah. think his value right now is like first-round value. You know what I mean? I think he's that good. Yeah, I don't want to find on that. I mean, I, I get what you're saying too, Granny. That like you could get a high pick out of it, but I think they're just trying to be fucking ballsy with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, I mean, I guess that makes is kind of what you're saying too. It's like they're risking that one because they're like, ah, there's no one really has a lot of money, so maybe we can save the extra million. Yeah. In fucking... if it was like a mid first round pick, I'd be like, okay, let's you know, but let's I, see if I, someone will match. I think what they're doing also is they're realizing that. They can't keep J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore, which we all know, so they're going to make a move, and I think they're going to let the market dictate it. They're going to be like, okay, if we can't sign, if we can't trade Gilmore and you know do something with that and get him off the team to somebody in a good deal, then J.C. Jackson, well, someone could pick up, would, would probably take him for a second-round pick, and then we don't have to sign him. Or if they get rid of Gilmore, now they go, okay, we'll match, match whatever comes across for the second-round pick because it's you know, likely to happen that a second round pick could go. So I think they're kind of letting the market dictate who they're going to keep, because if they keep Gilmore, they can't pay Jackson too. I don't, I don't think, you know, that money goes to Gilmore. Essentially, I would, that three or 4 million because he's not going to play. They, that would, they would gamble more with the older player. Even though I would like them to. Yeah. Then the 25 year old stud that's turning into a number one corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would rather gamble with the guy that you were going to trade anyway, than take a chance of losing um, this kid that, that keeps getting like eight, nine interceptions a season. Uh, I don't know. I agree. Un- yeah, undrafted, I by the way, the value on him. So yeah. ridiculous. Think, uh, or, or maybe they're partially willing to let, get rid of both guys, and they think Joe Juwan and Miles Bryant can make that step forward, which I think is not going to happen. But that's not I like Miles Bryant. Maybe that's what they I think. I do like Miles Bryant. So it was good I have two more points to make about G. Uh, one being that given the limited resources other teams have, they might sign him to a smaller deal, something like four years, $40 million, something right. like that, where the Patriots are like, sign us up. That sounds great. And it's like they did the negotiating for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, there could be that thing where we, the Patriots still have the option to match that offer, and now it becomes our contract. And then the, the last one being that this sets the table where uh, we put the second-round tender on them, which makes other teams go, huh, let's kick the tires on this. Where if it's a first-round tender and you're like, i got to give this guy top-of-the-market number money plus give up a first-round pick for him, that seems like a lot. 
uh, where it's a second round number, they're like, oh, we could do that. Let's kick the tires on this contract. They have conversations with his agent, comes in where it's like four years, 40 million, 50 million, something like that. And JC's like, ah, I'm not really feeling that. And then he comes back to the Patriots and they're like, how about four years, 50 million, 40 million? He's like, oh, that's what these other teams were offering. I guess that seems more palatable. Now. Mm-hmm. It's like, and he deny the offer and just go on his tag if he wants to bet on himself or no? Deny. He can deny offers from other teams, yeah. And be like, no, I'm, I'm just going to play on the four million and try and get a bigger contract next year. Absolutely. Which I guess, I mean, I would, you know, that's I mean, what I expect to happen. Big cash cow, but he could do that. If yeah. I'm the Jaguars or the Chargers right now, I'm looking at it like, hey, I got a little bit of money to play with. My my corners yeah. are trash. Like, why would I don't know? Especially, I think it's Jets. a risk. The Jets would be like, "Ooh, screw the Patriots. Let me sign this guy, get him off of their team onto our team. We have the cap space to make it work." But they would have to give up the 30, 34th overall pick. Right, you're right. Mm-hmm. That that would be. Like they wouldn't want to give to us. Right. I mean, maybe to somebody else, but I don't think they want to give us that. Right. Yeah. Because it's like the Chargers would make me probably. The most nervous because I think they have like thirty something million in cap space, and I think their their draft pick is a little bit further down, right? It's around forty two, something like that. It's around forty two. The Colts and the Chiefs are the ones that make me okay. The I don't know about the Chiefs though; they don't have much later. cap space. Chiefs just made a lot of cap space. So, can we talk about the Chiefs for a minute? Sure. Yeah. Like, the three of us have been texting about them a little bit. I think I, I sent you guys like two page long texts about the Chiefs, but they last week they cut Mitchell Schwartz. They're starting right tackle. Eric Fisher, they're starting left tackle. Uh, after losing in the Super Bowl because they couldn't block anybody, granted those guys didn't play, but they're their two best offensive linemen. So they cut those guys. They incur $7 million in dead cap in order to not have those guys play for them. Create $17 million in space. The day afterwards, they restructure Patrick Mahomes' contract, gaining $17 million in cap space. Yeah. Like, don't you think Mahomes would want you to spend that money on two starting offensive tackles? Uh, anyway, and then <laughs> I started looking more into their cap situation, and they have an interesting way of, of structuring contracts where they have these really big roster bonuses for their best players. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, big mm-hmm. roster bonuses that are due right around the start of the league. And it's really easy to convert those roster bonuses into signing bonus where the player receives the same amount of money, doesn't matter to them, but the cap hit gets stretched out over the remaining years in the contract. So their cap number comes way down. So I did the math. with If you converted the roster bonuses due right around today to Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, three guys that are going to be on the Chiefs, they're going to mm-hmm. be there. They're not going to cut those guys. All you do is convert those into signing bonuses. You create like $30 million in cap space. Wow. And you move it, just move it down the line. All you do is push it down the line. And it makes sense. The cap's going to go back up. The next couple of years, this was an anomaly. Right. And instead, they decided to create roughly half that amount of space by getting rid of their starting tackles and making their biggest weakness a bigger weakness. It yeah, drove that... me nuts. But now they have like $30 million in cap space, and they're, they were in the bidding war for Trent Williams. They tried to get him, who wound up going for like 22 year to the Niners. And uh, oh, wow. they, they ended up Tooney. spending $16 million a year on Joe Tooney. But it's just like... What I, I could not understand for the they life. just brought they just brought Kyle Long out of retirement yeah. for it's only thirty two as well Kyle Long yeah. one year I think he just got like sick of losing five know? million bucks yeah right so he went there so they're they're in the process of rebuilding that line yeah I don't know what the hell 
I think they take a far fucking fall after losing that Super Bowl the way they did. I think that was a gut punch. Dude, imagine having Patrick Mahomes and you bring in five new starters on the offensive line. That was pretty good, though. They lost Ryder, Osamele, and Wiley. They can all be free agents. Schwartz and Fisher are gone. So basically, you you could have five new guys in front of Mahomes. Wow. That's insane. How how are you prote- protecting your assets like that? And you've just cost yourself a ton of money for no reason as well. Right. Uh, and you didn't have to. And that's what drives me yeah. nuts. Is that yeah. they're paying $7 million against the cap this season to not have Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. Two Pretty guys crazy. that are currently on the top 20 list on NFL.com for available free agents. It's not like they fell off a cliff. I understand yeah. Eric Fisher is coming off a torn Achilles in January. And he's likely not going to be a factor. But why? Why did you cut Mitchell Schwartz? Why right. in the world? He was an yeah. all-pro in 2019. And it's not like they have a Tom Brady situation where he, he'll just restructure his deal to give you some more cap money to play with. This guy just signed the most lucrative deal in NFL history by a long shot. Yeah. Um, so the more money you waste and, and, you know, you're paying dead money, good luck to you, man. Good luck putting talent around this guy for a long time because that's not the way to do it. So they they do sign Joe Tooney, who arguably, we talked about this, was the Patriots' best player offensively last season. Yeah. Uh, he goes to them five years, $80 million, earns every penny of it. Uh, he's going to be a great player for them. Steady Eddie in terms of what he brought to the Patriots organization. Now, offensively for us, our, our line currently slated Isaiah Wynn, Trent Brown at tackles, Michael Onwenu and Shaq Mason at guard. David Andrews is on the market. They brought yeah. Ted Karras, who played center for us in 2019, at $4 million a year. It seems reasonable when you see Corey Lindsley go from the Packers to the Chargers at 12 and a half a year mm-hmm. at the center position. I don't know where David Andrews comes in. I don't even know if this means he's not coming back. Uh, no, I, I think it's still up in the air. Um, I think they, you know, they might be doing with him what we've seen in the past with other Patriots guys where they kind of let them see what they can get so they're not – you know, thinking they're underpaid when they come back here or they decide to come back here on their own terms type of thing. So because they've said that they have been in constant contact with them and then today or yesterday he just started going around get looking at different offers. So he might just want to be t- want to take the tour. We've seen that with some players where they leave. We've seen some players where they stay. Um, so I think that's kind of what's going on with him. So I think that's very much up in the air. But also, and I think we were talking about it before, too, is center for Patriots, Bill Belichick, he's had some pretty good, you know, I, I want to keep Andrews at all costs, but or almost all costs, but he was an undrafted guy. Uh, you know, we've, we've Bill's drafted people in the past and later rounds that have worked out, and he's never really had trouble finding good centers. Now, that's not a problem you want to have. That's a very bad problem if you can't have, you have someone that's fucking up the snaps all the time and, you know, can't, can't shift protections and all that stuff, but... Andrews undrafted. We had Brian Stork years ago, who Andrews took over for. He was a third or fourth round pick. And then before that, you had Dan Copen, who was like a late, you know. Sixth round pick. Sixth round pick. So that was a later pick there. And, I mean, those are the three centers you've had in the history of the Patriots. So Bill knows how to find centers. And you have Damian Woody before that. Well, he was a first round pick, right? Woody? Pre-Belichick. First round pick. Pre-Belichick. There you go. But, you know, Teddy Karras is your, you know backup option if you need one so. yeah i i agree with most of that um it's not a position i want to put more than you know eight ten million dollars into as much as i love david andrews he's an undrafted guy 
Um, we've shown the ability to find guys to, to fill in that role over the course of Belichick's tenure. Um, I wish him the best. I, I don't think you could pay Karras and what Andrews is going to want, both of them together. I think you're going to end up spending a lot of money on that position where you could invest you know, in other places, potentially quarterback. Um, I have two things, who knows? But Two things to add on that. Uh, one thing is Ted Karras, we don't have contract details that $4 million might be incentive-laden. It might be That's true. Right. Mil, it might be two and a half. Who knows? Right. Uh, where Ted Karras has played guard in the past and has that flexibility. One of the things I worry about, if Isaiah Wynn's got an in, you know, Trent Brown yeah. has an injury history. We lose some players and we need to move on Wenu back to tackle. Let's make sure we have depth in there. Ted Karras is a guy you can rely right. upon. Yeah. And if he's only at two and a half million, let's say against the cap, then we're in good shape. Where uh, if David Andrews comes in on a multi-year deal at like six against the cap, something like that, maybe that that's more palatable. And also right. the fact that David Andrews did come in and undrafted, and then signed a pretty small deal. I think it was nine mil over three years. And I know that sounds like a lot of money to people, but in professional football, that's not a ton of money. And this is his opportunity right now to make a bunch. Right, and so I would not be growing yeah. at all to cash in. Right, I now. wouldn't either. I mean, I, I had health issues that, too, so I mean, that, they probably right. factor that in. You know, life-threatening health issues, literally um, big ones. I think the fact that he hasn't signed and he's shopping is bad news for the Patriots. I think if he was going to resign here, it probably would have already gotten done. And the fact that he's looking around and he could potentially leverage the Patriots into into signing that deal. Um, he might. He could. I mean, we still have a lot of draft picks, too. I, I feel like we've shown the ability to find centers. So, you know, if he leaves, I wish him the best of luck. But it's not – I don't think it's going to destroy us, you know? Yeah. And that's what Ted Karras is, the insurance. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, let, let's talk for a minute about how the Patriots find themselves in the situation they've been in for the last week, where we were number three in the NFL in terms of cap space. We have basically a full docket of draft picks upcoming – Depleted roster, I think we all know the, the reason for that is because they went all in on the championship run and then also drafted like shit during that yeah, period. Like shit for like four years, yeah. And part of that is the fact that they did have the championship run and Belichick probably didn't look at a single college football player until like February. For the Every last, single year. For the last, I don't know how many years. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. th- this is what happens when his season ended at New Year's Day and you you see he's got three and a half, or two and a half months to prepare for free agency. He's got a full four months to prepare for the draft. I can't wait to see what they do with that. But the way that they got this amount of cap space this season and why they were so bad last year, we had $31 million in dead cap last year. Right. Yeah. 31. Yes. A lot of that from Tom Brady, a lot of it from Antonio Brown, but also from some other pieces that had to leave. And then also... They had all the opt-outs last season, led the NFL in opt-outs for some big caliber players, Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower. Now, those guys' contracts get moved to 2021, but they didn't count against last year's cap, and the way that the cap works, you roll over that cap space to the following season. We generated about $21 million in rollover cap space from last year, which was almost exactly the same amount that the opt-outs would have accounted for. Right. Nice. Yeah. So have you add twenty one mm-hmm. there? You clean out your dead cap. Our deep, our dead cap for this season is like three point four, and almost all of that is from Marcus Cannon. And by trading him, they generated almost seven million. Right. Right. 
So they have they cleaned out their dead cap. They had all this rollover from the opt-outs. Now they got the influx of talent from the opt-outs opting back in. Plus they have the cap space to use it for. So it's like this double whammy of now we have the players again. Now we have the space and now we don't have the dead cap. It's just this like mixed medley of why they had this opportunity to spend so yeah. yeah no absolutely and i mean they've let so many guys go you know we've just seen countless guys go other places and get big contracts um you know and some have worked out of the places some haven't but um you know i think the biggest thing was just probably beyond 2019 before 2019 our drafting was just atrocious for about four or five years there you know you got if a starter here and there, if you were lucky, some drafts you got nobody. Some drafts, one of the drafts was stripped. You have like in picked on the fourth round, so you know that compounds and eventually that catches up to you. And I think part of this, what's going on here, is Bill realizing you know they don't have the best talent. Maybe they're you know the drafting hasn't been the best over the past so many years, and they have to do something about it. So you know you could either sit there and deny, 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 and say no, no, we're doing great, or you could recognize the issue. Okay, we got to. We gotta fucking fill some holes that we we've been uh, we haven't been able been diligent on the past couple of years and you know tight ends. We went from one of the worst position positional groups in the league to maybe the best. You know receiver. Now you're filled out. Uh, you know it's looking pretty good. You know I'm happy they did it. Yeah, uh, definitely something needs to be said about the drafting. We've missed on quite a few, especially some high ones. Uh, Cyrus Jones really stands out to me. Um, Cyrus Jones, kid. Duke Dawson. Duke Dawson. I mean, uh, dude, Duke Dawson was on our team for a year. He was a second-round pick. He's playing safety like, now for, uh, I think, the Broncos, and he's actually Jesus. playing a lot better. I'm, who was the kid uh, that we took and he ended up on the Bengals? I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, you just look at some of the dead cap money as well. Antonio Brown, uh, I think Michael Bennett. Those are a, yeah, let's go get it signings now that yeah. just didn't work out. Gronk, Demarius Thomas we went and got, and, you know, you add all those things up. I think in 2019 we had like 26 million dollars in, in dead cap money. I mean that's that's three or four star players right there that you're yeah. paying not you know not to be there. that you could have on your roster but you don't. So dead cap money is definitely I think the biggest killer. Uh, that and missing on on draft picks continuously like we have and we've done well with undrafted guys, but eventually that stuff not having guys under contract for a long time is going to kill you. Uh, so they, the way the Patriots find themselves right now is they've already signed like 10 or 12 free agents. I, I, I'm losing track. But according to most estimates, they have about $20 million in cap space for the remainder of this season. Now, they could carry some of that over to next season. They'll need to retain about $3 mil for draft capital. Mm-hmm. They'd like to go into the season with about five or six. Yeah hanging over in case anybody gets cut unexpectedly that they want to bring in or make a trade in midseason. So I still think they have about 10 or 11 mil to use. Now, I also think that they could create another 13-ish structure of, are you are you showing me that Curtis Samuel is going to Washington? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, he's yeah. going to Washington. <laughs> Three-year, $34.5 million. And McLaurin. Are going to play together again. I think they're Ohio State guys, right? Yeah, they're they're saying Ohio State guys. Uh, Gerald Everett also is going to Seahawks. Something that happened. Staying in the division, Gerald Everett. Wow, that's... Kenny Galladay got a one-year prove-it deal from the Bengals. For how much? Ha! No, they don't have any numbers out yet, but they're saying... One-year prove-it deal for Galladay? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. People are worried about his hip, it sounds like. Oh. 
instead <laughs> medical. Um, okay. So anyway, what I was saying was big. that the Patriots have $20 million in space. They're going to retain about ten for flexibility in the future, plus draft picks. But I think they can also create 13 ish in space by restructuring Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, Shaq Mate, by similar stuff to what we talked about with the converting. Some and salary. Gilmore. Gilmore might move on, too. You got some there, depending on what, what he goes for. I would prefer to keep as much depth and, and talent as you possibly can. Look, yeah, but you're going to have to pay him and ex- uh, uh, give him an extension. He's not going to play on eight. What is he, like $8 million this year or something? His, I think he's 11 His cap hit 11. is 15 but his salary is only like seven. Right. Okay, that's what so I So he's been front-loaded cash, uh, where his, his cap hit is still reflecting that, but his salary is actually a bit lower. So if they were to trade him... An, he looks pretty attractive to another team because his cap hit for we traded him would only include that salary. So it'd be pretty low. But the way that, that I look at it is if, if you have a franchise quarterback, you can make up for a lot of deficits on the team. We don't have a franchise quarterback, so I don't want any on the team. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What I was saying was that they could create about $13 million of restructuring some of the veterans. So they could, if they needed to, get up to 20, 20, some, something like that. But Given what where they're currently at, they have about ten to spend. Right. With retaining ten more in in reserves, and so where do you think they go with that? I mean, the number one thing for me, a running back, James White, and like Rex Burkhead, both left. I feel like we need a passing. What do you think? You think James White's gone? I bet he's going to Tampa. Yeah. Really? And I'd be happy for him. Yeah. Do you think he's going to get that kind of money though? What do you mean? What kind of money? Like why? Well, I don't understand why you, you don't think we have a chance of getting him back, or you don't think he wants to come back. I think he would prefer to play with Tom Brady in Tampa, wouldn't? He? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see them sign Lawrence Guy. I think I've been vocal about that. I think he is a beast in the middle, and he's all that kept our defensive line together last year. So it's like, and he wouldn't be that expensive. I think right now you get away with you know somewhere between four and six million dollars over a couple of years each year. You know, something like that. I thought I heard uh, something about the Broncos gave Philip Lindsay like the minimum offer. I wouldn't yeah. mind having him come in here. He's a good player. Interesting. He's a good player. Doesn't catch the ball at all. Yeah. So it is a little weird from that perspective, right? I mean, that's kind of what James White. That's all I know. They does. were look. They were looking at Chris Carson. They said they were looking at Fournette. I don't really want Fournette. I'd maybe take Chris Carson, but I feel like he's kind of a lot of what we have. I mean, I know he's bigger than the guys we have, but I feel like you're right. We need more of a like a you know, out like of the backfield type guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, scat back. You know the old scat back. Look at some of these guys: Theo Riddick, Amir Abdullah. I kind of like Mike Boone actually. I would take it. He's Chris, gone. yo, he's gone. Chris Thompson from Jacksonville. Chris um, Thompson. He played for. Not stay on the field. He's a pretty good little pass catcher though when he's healthy. I don't know. I loved him with Washington, but he cannot right. stay healthy for the life of him. He's the Jordan Reed of running back. Jordan yeah. Reed of running back. Jordan Reed, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's still a lot of names out there for for tailback. Running backs are cheap, dude. That Mike Boone dude you were just talking about, two for two point six million. Two years for two point six million. That is nothing. Marlon Mack, who was great for the. Cubs. I love Marlon Mack. Yeah. One year, two yeah. million. No way. Uh, yes, I was astonished. Two million? Yeah. Why didn't we sign him? Because he's wow. he's repetitive against Damian Harris and Sony Michelle. Oh. Man, that's, I mean, who nothing. cares? Repeat it. Keep I repeating. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Breida. I kind of like Matt Breida, dude. Matt Breida's a good player. He's all right, yeah. Uh, James we Connors just, out there. I'm fine with us drafting someone. I mean, we draft a lot of guys, and I'd like to see the ball get into Damian Harris's hands a lot more. So the I think they're going to bring someone in. The one thing I would say about that is that when we draft 
pass catching running backs. They take a it takes year. a year. It takes a year. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Sherman retired, huh? That's a bummer. Uh, Providence kid, I think too. Oh, the fullback. The fullback, yeah. Oh, I wonder if he had yeah. health things. Did you know I I played against him at Pop Warner? Not bragging. Oh. Anthony Sherman used the fullback for the Chiefs. Oh no shit! No North shit. Battleboro. I was at a wedding. Uh, oh really? A couple years ago, he was there. I don't know. Forget who's what. It was like my wife's cousin or something. Yeah, he went to UConn. But, uh, so yeah. there. I mean, we we pretty much agree. We need to add another running back in some form or fashion. A kicker. We have no kicker on the roster. I mean, I think. Bring back fucking Falk. Bring back Falk. I think you bring back Falk, right? Why not? He killed the last year. I mean, I don't know what everyone's freaking out about us with kicker. It's like all the kickers sucked, and Falk was pretty good. I don't totally... know what's going on with Warwasser over there. It seems like a horrible pick. Yeah, yeah he's, he's that was on a like bad a one. Futures, so I think they still have control over him. But I think they do. But... Nope, nobody really believes. Yeah, but to, to take him where they took him, anyone could swipe sure. him at any time and just take him from us. Like, I don't know. Was... Value your picks, man. Yeah, if he's was... on your practice yeah. squad, someone can take him at any time, you know? It shows that nobody wanted him. Not, yeah. I wonder what – I'm interested to see how receiver turns out, too, to be honest. I mean, I think we're going to add offensive line depth. That sounds, seems like a draft thing or see what you have with, uh, you know, the deeper draft – deeper depth guys like Yandi Kajusti and stuff like that, see if he can do anything. Still have Heron, who was pretty good last year. Defensive line, maybe linebacker, you know, depending on what they do at corner. But receiver is interesting because we don't know if Edelman's coming back for sure yet. He is on under contract. And then Nikhil Harry, you're hearing that there's – Offers on the table for him if we'll move on from him. Sounds like a super deep receiver draft class, too. Not that we can fucking draft anybody, yeah. but everyone's saying there's a can't-miss guys there. What are the odds you you pick that many can't-miss guys at receiver in a row and blow them all? So. There's still there's still a ton of free agent-wide receivers out there, too. And there's still a lot of – yeah, so it's like it's Sammy interesting. Watkins. There. I don't Sammy want Sammy Watkins. Watkins. Will Fuller. Will Fuller's out there. I feel like he's going wherever Deshaun goes. Deshaun gets traded. Boom, that's where he goes. Interesting. I don't see why not. Yeah. Currently Plus they don't like each other. Currently our, our receiver room is Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Julian Edelman, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry. I mean, and got, Gunner. And Gunner. That's not horrible. It, they, not and, bad. That's a lot of people. You can't carry eight receivers on your depth chart on no. your fifty man roster. We have Devin Smith under contract too from uh, Ohio State. Oh my god. Devin Smith, Marquise Lee. Isaiah yeah. Zuber. Isaiah Zuber, them. dude, bring back Zuber, man. I like Zuber. You there's, know? A lo- there's a lot of people there, and so that's what it's going to be interesting how it folds out, you know, or unfolds. Yeah. Larry Fitz. We'll see. Larry Fitz, the long rumored reunion. He, he is out there. Yeah, right. Well, you need a court. He's not going anywhere with it. I don't 38 think he's years old, man. Did you know? Get him in here. He's an unrestricted free agent for the first time in his career right now. Yeah, I heard that. Dude, that'd be great to have him come here. Teach fucking Nikhil Harry how to do some things, man. You know? know right? That's You need that type of veteran. I mean, Julian should be that veteran, but maybe he's not. The goal is to catch the ball. Catch it. Catch it. Yeah. Well, also, he, he maybe he could help Cam out with his drawing motion, too, because holy shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's good. Uh, a couple other people, I, I think we should. you mentioned linebacker. I would love to have another off-the-ball linebacker. My favorite first round prospect for the Patriots right now is Micah Parsons linebacker yeah. from Penn State monster yeah. uh, that would be incredible I, I don't think he, he certainly should not last but well, he might those defensive players are now these days they might yeah 
I didn't think Roquan Smith was going to drop as far as he and that happened. So, Dude, with all the emphasis on quarterback these days and how people overdraft them, you know, like now it's like four or five guys are routinely going in the top top 20. So all these defensive players just get pushed back up the list. Exactly. Could pick up a defensive lineman in that spot as well. Uh, I would love to see Lawrence Guy come back, especially as a long-tenured Patriot who could help integrate some of these new additions on the defensive line. And yep. then Jason McCourty. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, if he's cheap. It uh, depends on the money for me. I, I think you can find someone to do what he does. If you're Jason McCourty, are you actually going to leave? You're going to be like, okay, my, my brother, my twin brother, do you know they share a Twitter account? They have yeah. one Twitter account for the two. And Instagram. They share all that shit. So they're twins. Why would they want to be like, oh, my last season in the NFL, I'm going to go make $2 million more to play for the Bengals? Because his brother's making way more yeah. than him. Maybe, maybe he gets in his head. He's like, "Fuck this! I gotta they go make more." They have a shared money. bank account too. <laughs> maybe if they do, then why would? Then he should definitely play here. It's too much, right? Don't you get sick of it? They're twins. They're, there's no such thing. Twins, Basil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kyle Van Noy. He's still out there. Yeah, no thanks. No, yeah, I don't know shit. about that one. I think uh, I don't know. I mean, he signed just a huge contract. If we get him for fucking nothing, I'd take him. You know, you know what? Not a lot enjoy of money. free agency. Enjoy your COVID year where no one's got any money. You talk shit on the way out. See ya. He did. He did out. talk a little shit on the way out. It sounds like. No, thank you. So. Ruh-roh. Yeah. If he's cheap, I'd take him. I'd, but if he's if he's expecting any kind of contract, I don't think so. Okay. Anything else? Did we cover it? Are, are we out now? Or do you think they could draft Kyle Pitts and we and we'd run three three superstar tight ends? I think they're out on Kyle Pitt. I think so, too. Never say never, man. I was not expecting Hunter Henry at all. I know. That that's that was the nail in the coffin for uh, Pitt. I did have a feeling after right they brought there. in Jonu Smith where I was like, ooh, but if he gets injured, then we're fucked again. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in Hunter Henry, and it's like, oh, now if one of them gets injured, we're still okay. Oh, I'm injured Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry's had a history. Yeah. Not good, you know, so... At least we got some cover there He's for a lot of money. They're both 26. Both young, yeah, man. They got their money. Time to go fucking play. Do you remember, was it like a month ago, Hunter Henry said he wanted to play with a quarterback? Yep. He did, yeah. He definitely said that. I don't know what... He wasn't talking about Cam Newton, was he? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've heard the argument, though, that like some of these guys aren't actual football junkies, and they really don't care, so they just hear like... Maybe it's a fact that, oh, Cam Newton, yeah, yeah, he's, he's got to be pretty good, right? Like, that guy's... Didn't we play the He's Chargers? an MVP. Yeah, and we kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, because of our special teams. What did Cam Newton do in that Nothing, game? but what do you think? Hunter? Maybe Hunter Henry's just, like, space cadet out there. Just, like, <laughs> fucking classic tight end personality. Just, yeah. like, big, dumb guy that knows how to catch the football. Not all tight ends are Rob Gronkowski, you know. Well, yeah, Tony Gonzalez is a smart guy. All but, these guys coming in. Just get us a quarterback, man. Can we stop fucking around? Just if, get they, if you get a quarterback on this roster, you are a potential, you know, you know, 12, 13, 14. If you get, like, a legit quarterback. You want to say contender. You want to say contender. I know I know you do. That's what he means. You're, you're a contender. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No. You're, I mean, you, win, you potentially beat out the Bills. You know, that'll be a great matchup. But I think you beat the Bills for supremacy back in the AFC East, which is, you know part of the goal and if you do that you get into the playoffs it's, you know we know how that goes it's just a couple games away so i think and you look at the rest of the afc i mean i think the bills are still pretty solid pittsburgh 
took a nasty dive. They're just yeah. getting worse and worse. The Ravens, it seems like, are just hemorrhaging guys, and their team need. They have some big holes that we saw last year, and they didn't get any better. Tennessee's letting some of their best players go. They're not getting Tennessee, any better. Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee's been uh, ravaged. You know, you see these teams, it's like, well, you, it's the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are coming off of one of the worst losses I've seen ever. They just got their shit kicked in, you know? Like, they really did. That was a that was embarrassing. You know, we, we've seen these teams. These teams, you know, the Patriots are, are very different from all these teams because of Tom Brady, where you lose a Super Bowl and you get ravaged. It happens to everyone. The Rams even did it, and they've come back from come back quicker than most teams falcons got ravaged the fucking seattle took them years i mean we've talked about that a million times but there is mm-hmm. the competition has gone down yeah i would agree i think they've they've made some strides and look out for the chargers out there hmm? yeah man, i agree with you <laughs> herbert is anthony Dude. lynn still their coach or who they hire nope nope they hired brandon staley who was the Defensive coordinator for the Rams last season. The Rams defense that was top three in almost every. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, yeah. They got some nice little pieces there on defense too. They got some talent. They do, and Melvin Ingram yeah. is still on the board. He's available. Yeah, why is he? We should maybe we get him on the cheap. He's like thirty-one, right? Yeah, he's not that old. He's got short arms. They're not going to like that. Damn they have short their arms. Measurements. Alligator arms. Yeah. yeah. T Rex. Exactly. All right. Well, I think we, we covered most of the initial splash of free agency from a Patriot perspective, and more things are to come. We mentioned that they still have cap space. J.C. Jackson situation will play out. Other teams will, will step up and some quarterbacks be available. But otherwise, we'll be back to cover all things Patriots in the upcoming weeks. Talk about the draft. we got a lot to look forward to. And uh, I think the Patriots will oh, yeah. just raise their floor. Killing it. Killing it. Yep. Absolutely Exciting. killing it. All right, thanks for listening, guys. See you. Adios.